0: tiger fans you've probably seen fort Hays state university license plates on vehicles around town these official state of kansas tiger tags not only show your tiger pride but they also support student scholarships getting your own tiger tag is quick easy and every tag generates money for student scholarships visit fhsualumni.com drive or contact the alumni office to learn more again that's fhsualumni.com drive go tigers
1: Time for Tiger Talk on the Tiger Sports Network. Tiger Talk, live from Tiger Club, inside the Robbins Center on the Fort Hayes State Campus. Is brought to you by these premier Tiger sponsors. Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Ellis, banking one story at a time. The Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute. Expertise, technology, compassion. All right here. Adams Brown strategic allies and CPAs going above and beyond for you. BTI, your John Deere dealer with locations in Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie, Mass City and Pratt. BTI, our family in partnership with your family. The taco shop, dine in, carry out or delivery. Since 1970, you've never had it so good. And Eagle, our community connected.
2: Tiger Talk with the voice of the Tigers, Gerard Welbrock. And good afternoon and welcome into another edition of Tiger Talk. Good to have you with us here on this Wednesday as we talk some Fort Hays State athletics. Another big program lined up for you today. We'll be talking some wrestling with head coach Eric Wentz here shortly. Our first installment of the season with Adrian Pilkington, the head softball coach at Fort Hay State. They're off to a six-and-two start. We'll get an update on their team and their season so far as they get set to head to a uh, some uh, games uh, coming up this weekend in Topeka. And then we'll talk some basketball toward the end of the program uh, with uh, Talia Cars of the Fort Hays State women and Mark Johnson of the uh, Fort Hay State men. So certainly glad to have you a part of it. You can, of course, join us in person. All you have to do is... Join Tiger Club. Pretty simple. Your uh, membership dues go toward athletic scholarships at Fort Hays State. You can join us on Wednesdays for lunch here at the Robbins Center. Contact the Fort Hays State Athletic Department for more information there. And, of course, we'd love to hear from you. Email us a question. Go to the FHSU Athletics website fhsuathletics.com you'll click on the fans tab you get the drop down there at the bottom you'll see ask the coach and um, if you use your question a chance to win a Ford Hays state athletics t-shirt so we'd love to hear from you kansas department of transportation of the drive to zero coalition invite you to join tiger fans of the plan if you're going to be drinking always designate a sober a driver, And we'll also remind you, MIAA tournament basketball tickets on sale through 4-Day State Athletics. If you're making plans to head to Kansas City to watch the Tigers, go ahead and get your tickets in advance. Save a little money and get them through the 4-Day State Athletic Department. They've got them there so you can contact them. And also, on the Tuesday, on March 5th, right before the conference tournament begins, 4-Day uh, State alumni will be having their fifth annual alumni event at Boulevard Brewing Company. It'll be from 5 until 8:30, a lot of the Kansas City area alums already uh, participate in this but if you're from the area here around Hayes and heading to KC, maybe head there a day early and to get yourself registered and uh, take part in the Boulevard Brewing Company event sponsored by Fort Hayes state alumni. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk some wrestling. Eric Wentz joins us. Tigers wrapped up the regular season and now gearing up for regionals. We'll talk about that and more when we return on the Tiger sports network built by PwC.
3: At BTI, we pride ourselves on providing quality John Deere equipment and customer support. Since 1944, BTI has been serving farmers and commercial operators with mowers, tractors, and compact construction equipment at an affordable price. As a leader in the ag industry, BTI offers complete technology solutions so our farmers can help keep America running. Experience the BTI difference for yourself.
4: Call BTI.
3: Our family in partnership with your family. There is freedom in movement, and HaysMed Med Orthopedic Institute helps you regain your best moves. As one of America's top 20 rural hospitals, HaysMed Med offers the most comprehensive orthopedic care in western Kansas, complete with quality outcomes and our four-star patient experience. From joint and spine surgery to sports medicine, rehab therapy, and more, we are here to help you move freely. No need to travel far. Learn more at haysmedcom backslash orthopedics.
4: The passions you pursue help shape who you are and make your story brighter. At Golden Belt Bank, we support you. Because when you live your passions every day, your finest work unfolds. Make today the beginning of another great chapter. This is banking one story at a time. Golden Belt Bank, one story at a time. Visit GoldenBeltBank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender.
3: February is the month of love, and you're going to love the Taco Shop specials this month. The Veggie Burrito is $3.99, Cheese Quesadilla, $3.59, and the Poco Pizza, $2.19. The Taco Shop, 333 West 8th Street, online, tacoshop.net, or download and use their app.
2: Come on down to the Taco Shop. You never
4: had it. You never had it so good. To the taco Shop.
2: Levy to her left, down the lane, can't shoot. Now to Dilsaber for a three, good! Kate Dilsaber knocks in her first three. She's tied her season high with 13 tonight. 52-29, to and Fort day state has their biggest lead of the game. Some of the action from last Thursday, the Tiger women knocking off the Lincoln Blue Tigers. We'll talk with women's coach Talia Cars a little bit later on in the program. Right now, we're going to talk some wrestling. Coach Eric Wentz of the men's program joining us. Tigers wrapping up their uh, regular season and their dual season uh, this past Saturday at home. Uh, they are shut out by number one ranked Central Oklahoma. We talked about it uh, last week. Uh, a big challenge against a really good program. One that's probably going to be favored to win a national championship again this year and um they kind of flexed their muscle on saturday
5: <laughs> yeah you know and, and we just told our guys you know after after the match was over we really like, you know now you know what it's like and where you have to get to you know you put, put your hands on on guys that are ranked in the top 10 it's just a different feel you know the you know the physicality of it and and we told them and, and again we reminded we had like seven of our ten guys our underclassmen and they had a lineup full of old guys. So, you know, a lot of guys in their fifth and sixth year and we got guys stepping on the mat for the first time against UCO in a dual meet situation. And, you know, so, you know, overall, we look at the small battles, you know, you know, what was our effort like? What, what, what could we improve on? What do we learn from it? You know, and, you know, we had some really good performances from, you know, DeAndre Brown, you know, had a really good shot at knocking off a top 10 guy, you know, lost four to two and a, you know, again, another close call. Looking looking back, probably could have reviewed it, could have done a, a challenge. But, uh, you know, when I watched the, the replay on the MIAA, the referee's backside was right in the way. <laughs> so there was no way he was going to overturn his own call when all he was looking at was his own backside. So it was – you know, he had he had, a, he had definitely probably had a takedown, and, uh, which would have probably won him the match or – Turned the tide a little Mm -hmm. bit for him, and you know, you know, so because the three point takedown makes a big difference now. So, uh, but Bryce Westmoreland in the uh extra match ahead of time, you know, that was his senior day. Uh, you know, he's not in the starting lineup getting beat by an underclassman in the in the wrestle offs, but him to go out, you know, and, and go out with a win in the extra match ahead of time, that was that was really good for him. And, and, and it didn't help that, you know, we didn't have Terrius in the lineup. Mm-hmm. We didn't have Tony Caldwell heavyweight in the lineup. Uh, but they're back full go this week. So, you know, you know, again, took the positives away from it. You know, we know where we got to get to. T- and, uh, you know, nobody we're going to wrestle for the rest of the year is going to be that tough.
2: Well, and, and we, you know, with, with COVID – um you you still see that and there's still effects of it with guys who still have eligibility and and, and in a sport like wrestling i mean uh, sometimes you've got some young boys coming yes. up against some some men i mean and and that's that, that's a huge it, advantage and difference and, but i mean eventually they're going to get there but that's tough
5: it is it is you know drew bell 141 wrestled dylan lucas uh you read his bio on their website and it's funny because his younger brother has already graduated um, <laughs> because he took a few years off. And, you know, and drew, drew Bell's, you know, redshirt freshman who, you know, a little undersized already. If you go out against a 26, 27-year-old man, it's, uh, it's a different feel. Well,
2: so. and hopefully, as you said, and we've talked about it, but sometimes you need to, need to remember this is a young team, and yep. these are all growing experiences that you hope, you know, hopefully in regionals it, it, it pays off. But obviously as they progress throughout their careers, it's just all, all part of the process in them developing as wrestlers.
5: Yeah, and that's what, you know, we were actually talking about this right before I came over here. Uh, you know, we're looking at our lineup for next season, and it's all the same faces. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we were like, well, this guy's a redshirt freshman. This guy's a sophomore. This guy's a freshman, true freshman. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at it as, you know, we're going to be, as long as these guys buy in, and, and which they are, as long as these guys stick to the game plan, we're going to be the, the – upperclassmen heavy group in the next two, three years, which is kind of what you got to look at. You know, when you got a bunch of young guys in the lineup, you got to think, okay, well, we're, we're, this is our learning year. This is our learning curve. now by next year, you know, when they figured it out and they spend the summer training, you know, because now that that's what we're already focused on is how we're going to get these guys ready to go over to spring and summer, you know, going into next season, you know, it's, it's going to be huge to have these guys that have, that have been tested, have been through the fire, uh, you know, you know, going into the next season, and they're still going to be young for another year.
2: Any any other highlights from uh, the, the from UCO's match? Any other guys that uh, stand out that maybe wrestled better? I mean, and sometimes the, the final tally doesn't always tell the story. Yeah,
5: you know, Matt Rodriguez wrestling Garrett Wells at 184. Uh, Garrett Wells is ranked fifth in the country. Matt went out. He, Matt took him down twice. You know, so for you, for for a guy like Matt, as a redshirt freshman, to go out and take down the guy who's ranked fifth in the country twice, and really look good doing it, he just he it, it just he got overwhelmed late. Uh, you know, physical mismatch. Matt Matt's about five foot eight, one eighty four, solid one eighty four. Garrett Wells is six foot two, one eighty four, and cutting pretty hard to make that weight. And it just he he just late in the match, the leverage got to him. And then Wells' pace, you know, but he realized that he can score on anybody in the country, and we emphasized that after the fact. You know. Same with same with DeAndre and a couple other guys who scored scored takedowns that duel. You know, it's it's you realize that you're wrestling a top top ten guy. If you can score a takedown, that, that's a, in our book. That's a winnable match. You know, because it can completely change the the course of a, of a of a bout. You know, if you can just get one takedown mm-hmm. and and kind of change change the tempo. You know, kind of kind of put the, the the match back in your hands. You know, so that's what we really focused on was those positives. You know, how I many you know taking down a top five guy in the country, that means you're good enough to be there. So,
2: yep. And you always worry, you know, the mental side of it with a young team, how do they react after a, a, a duel like that, uh- Pleased with how they yeah. take it into stride and
5: everything. Yeah, I mean they knew they were the underdogs, and they, you know, they were, Are their goal is to go out and compete hard, and then you know, not worry about the actual outcome of the duel. And then we told them that you know we're not worried about the wins and losses right now. We're worried about getting our hands on the best guys and figuring out how we can get to that point and make the adjustments going into the regional tournament.
2: You mentioned a couple guys, a couple key guys out, but uh, back now for as uh, they prepare for regionals. Yep, yep, head to Pueblo next week. Talk about that a little bit. I mean, obviously, you've seen a lot of the teams that are going to be there. There will be others you haven't. Just maybe a quick overview of what uh, to expect and how you guys are going about your preparations here for that here uh, in in another week or so.
5: Yeah, we're, uh, you know, we are like where we're at you because know, we've, we've had a lot of good matches with guys that are ranked that are in our region. So, seeding-wise, and, and we emphasize to our guys as well, going into the national qualifier, we, we're like everybody's 0-0. Zero zero. This is a clean slate, you know, because – every every year they're returning national qualifiers in all-americans <laughs> that don't get out of the region cuz it's uh you know it's a tough tournament and you know if you're not 100% or if some guys are ready to, for their season to be over you know yeah. so we we really focus on if we're still on our upward trajectory right now and our attitudes are good and our uh, and our efforts good and our, we're feeling good you know we feel like we could send as many as three or four guys to the national tournament this year you know but if we can get a majority of our guys are placed in the top six, that's going to be a good weekend for us.
2: Well, we'll talk more about that. Obviously, it's on uh, the 2nd of March in Pueblo, and then hopefully you can get some guys through there because the national championships are in Wichita. That'd be yeah. really cool to have some guys being represented for four-day
5: state. Yep, yeah, it'd be good to have that in our backyard and, and get a few guys there, but, you know, we, we got a lot of work to do, but, you know, we're, we're ready for it.
2: All right, sounds good. Eric, hey, we appreciate it. Uh, good practices this week, and we'll get a, a more detailed preview of uh, regionals next time. Sounds great. There you you go. That's Eric Wentz. He's the head wrestling coach at Fort A State University. Again, Tigers will be in Pueblo for the Division II Regionals. That'll be coming up on March 2nd. Tiger Talk brought to you today by BTI, your John Deere dealer. They've got locations in Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie, Nest City, and Pratt. BTI, our family in partnership with your family. Right now, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll chat some softball for the first time this season. Adrian Pilkington joins us after the break. This is Tiger Talk on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. The
1: March 1st deadline for Midwest Energy's Community Fund is quickly approaching. Charitable, educational, and nonprofit organizations in Midwest Energy's service area are encouraged to apply. Community Fund grants range from $100 to $1,000, and you can apply online in just minutes. To apply, visit www.mwenergy.com and click the Community tab. Midwest Energy, a customer-owned cooperative, making energy work for you
0: tiger fans you've probably seen fort Hay state university license plates on vehicles around town these official state of kansas tiger tags not only show your tiger pride but they also support student scholarships getting your own tiger tag is quick easy and every tag generates money for student scholarships visit fhsualumni.com drive or contact the alumni office to learn more again that's fhsualumni.com drive go tigers I called the Next Tech Help Desk and I actually got to talk to a person who understood my issue and handled it fast.
3: Our installers were excellent. They were super friendly and helped us get all of our devices connected to Wi-Fi as we made the switch to Next Tech.
6: Real reviews from real customers. At Next Tech, we think you deserve the best. Get one gig of Wi-Fi for $69 and stop worrying about your internet. Call 877-625-7872 or visit next-tech.com.
3: If you haven't heard, land is in demand. Hi, this is Mitch Keeley, your local Whitetail Properties Land Specialist in Central and Western Kansas. If you've ever considered selling your farm, ranch, or hunting land, now is the time to give us a call. I would love to talk with you about why landowners trust us to uniquely market and sell their land quickly for the best price possible. If you're interested in buying or selling land, give me a call at 785-259-0492 or visit whitetailproperties.com.
2: Here come the Tigers. They have it down by five. Ruddle down the lane. Shoots, got bumped. It goes in and she's fouled. And a chance for a three-point play for Emma Ruddle. Her first points of the day. Some of the action from Saturday in Warrensburg, the Tiger women in central Missouri. We'll talk some women's basketball here shortly with Coach Talia Cars. men's coach Mark Johnson joining us a little bit later on in the program as well. But right now we're going to talk some softball. Coach Adrian Pilkington joining us for the first time uh, here on the, the program. And um, thanks for joining us. Congratulations. 200th coaching victory uh, last weekend. Yeah. Big round of applause for Adrian. Great job in a win over East Central. Your team's off to a to a six and two start. Um, uh, Maybe just a little bit overview about uh, your, your first eight games so far for your squad down in well, it was supposed to be warmer weather, maybe hasn't been as warm a weather.
7: Yeah, I mean, we've definitely had colder games than we have thus far this fall, so ha- that hasn't been terrible. Um, we lost it due to rain the first uh, weekend right. out that set, and then last weekend it was 29 degrees, felt like 17, so we said, <laughs> Not fun. No, no. thanks. Yeah. Um, But I think, you know, we're doing some things good. We're not, you know, we're not primed up yet, but I think we're pitching the ball pretty well. Um, Hitting is decent, a little bit streaky right now, but I think that's something that we can work out just with more live at-bats under our belt. So, overall, I feel like you know, we're playing pretty well.
2: Well, you look at your team, I mean, you've got a lot of players back who've been a part of this and and obviously got to the conference tournament last year, which was a big step for these gals. And I'm sure you're you're expecting them to make that next step and hopefully bigger and better things this season.
7: Yeah, it's kind of on the same terms of what Eric was saying, where, you know, you've been young for so long and finally we have some upperclassmen Mm -hmm. on the field and you can tell they're just taking the field with more confidence. Um, you know, more aware of what they're going to face competition-wise.
2: That first weekend uh, down in Texas, you go 4-0, and and I guess what stands out, um, the pitching, you gave up four runs in that first game and then won the rest of the way, and you've got some arms who've been a part of this uh, a, a little bit uh, and maybe kind of saw that veteran uh, portion of them show up there early in that first uh, weekend.
7: You know, I think with them, the biggest thing is they've learned how to pitch in some some pressure and some turmoil. And, you know, even though we gave up those four runs in that first game, you could tell that Savannah was ready to just go out there and kind of shut it down. She knew the mistakes she made. She knew how to make the adjustment. So, um, you know, I think that's kind of the thing that we're seeing with maturity from those kids on the mound right now.
2: Yeah, talk about uh, your pitching staff a a little bit and uh, uh, just, you know, their evolution as players and what you're hoping that they can make that jump from last season to this season.
7: Yeah, um, we have a really versatile staff. So, you know, we just do a lot of things different from arm to arm, uh, which helps us transitioning from game to game and just trying to plan out who's going to, you know, throw what matchup. So, you know, Savannah has thrown the ball a lot since her freshman year. Um, really just has good body awareness and understands her pitches and what she needs to do adjustment-wise um, to make changes. She's, she's just really in tune um, with the feel and, and herself as a pitcher. So I think that's just really easy to work with. Um, because she understands you give her small adjustments or she makes them herself. Um, Morgan throws the ball pretty hard, and so for her, just learning to command a little bit and understanding she needs to get ahead in counts, and that's kind of where we're seeing her start to make those strides and that maturity from her because she's been off and on. She threw a lot for us her freshman year, not as much last year, and you know I felt like she put a lot of work in this fall and was just more prepared going into competition.
2: We'll talk about some of the position players here in just a minute, but we're at the bottom of the hour, so let's pause 10 seconds for station identification along the Tiger Sports Network. Raise your glass can or bottle from Kaiser Liquor and salute all the hardworking Fort Hayes State Athletics. Kaiser Liquor and 14 KEYS Hayes. Welcome back to the program, Gerard. Well, head coach Adrian Pilkington, with us as we talk some Fort Hays State softball. The Tigers off to a six and two start uh, down in Texas to start the year. And then in Oklahoma, had some games uh, weathered out uh, on Sunday because of the uh, the cold temperatures. A uh, little bit better competition the, uh, on this past weekend down in Oklahoma. You go two and two, but uh, you face some pretty good teams, and one of them ranked 23rd in the country, Southern Arkansas. You take to eight innings and. And lose that one three to two, and even though it was two and two, uh, considering the competition, I mean, that's, uh, I would think a good sign for this squad. Obviously, you want to come away with the wins, but they really competed.
7: Yeah, no, they competed well. I'm I'm pleased with the way that we played, and you know, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some, and they got to learn those those you know take those bumps early on and learn those lessons. Early on as mm-hmm. well.
2: What about – let's talk about your position players a little bit. Again, you've got a lot back who we've seen just every year get a little bit bigger and a little bit better out there on the field. Uh, how have they progressed so far, and uh, who do the Tiger fans need to be be, be watching who have maybe made some great strides since last season?
7: Yeah, I mean, definitely keep an eye out for our seniors on the field mm-hmm. this, uh, that are starting. Lauren Beggs at third base, and then we have Sarah Tiffany in center field. Um, our slapper in right field, Peyton Shepard, is really, really dynamic. Um, so you know you're seeing a lot of you know big big progressions from those kids. I think the seniors are finally have learned to play under some <laughs> pressure and some of those conditions. So that's positive. Um, we have a freshman uh, in the lineup. She's actually a redshirt freshman or we hope mm-hmm. um, she'll get her year back from next year. But uh, Londra Dominguez is going to be a, probably a big bat for us, um, something that we missed last yeah. year that we were hoping to really get back, um, but she just was never 100% healthy. So I'm um, excited to have her back in the lineup, and even though she's technically a freshman, she's been able to see some competition as well.
2: Yeah, and that's one thing, you look at your roster last year, yeah, I mean, you, you, you did well at the plate, but maybe lacked some of that power that you saw some other teams in the conference, and well, you can fill that void, that obviously is going to be a big step for your
7: team. Yeah, I mean, we were counting on hopefully having her back at a lot of different points last year, and it just never really clicked and never really happened, but you can see that she's a kid that can be, you know, powerful for us in the lineup and, and produce some RBIs for us, so we're excited about her future
2: and what's it like to have seniors i mean it seems like you've (laughs) got these last year you really really haven't had any (laughs) really
7: weird no it's nice lauren is actually our last covid kid so she has kind of her fifth year here um and then having sarah in the lineup and she's played since freshman year and she started pretty much every game so nice to have those kids with a lot of experience under their belt and they're just leaders on the field they just play hard every single game and um, you know, do a little bit better job of cleaning the slate if they do something wrong than some of the younger kids.
2: We'll preview uh, the the games in Topeka here in just a little bit, but uh, just the MIAA. I mean, we we it's, it's a beast. There's some of the top teams in the country as it is in, in every sport. Uh, just I mean, what's what's the lay of the land going to be this year for for conference play? Uh, and uh, what do you guys feel you can maybe fit in the mix in this thing?
7: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be a battle. I feel like again, we're just taking the field with more confidence. We're more prepared, so I think they know what they're going to see from conference and I think we're going to know how to handle it a lot better but you know we're trying to climb that ladder and we want to be you know in the in the top stretch of teams there so I think that um, you know climbing that and and making a better impact this year is something that's fully in in the realm of possibilities for us.
2: What did making the conference tournament last season do for this team and maybe some of that confidence because you were close to two times before and just, you know, kind of faltered down the stretch and and didn't get in the top eight, and then you finally got in there last year.
7: Well, I think last year was just um, a a tough year in general. You know, we had so many teams with 30-plus wins, Mm -hmm. um, and some of them that didn't make the tournament. So I think with that said, it was really just uh, the kids, it was a sigh of relief of knowing, okay, this is what it takes to get there. Um, And and it was close, and they knew that. So Mm -hmm. I think they're just more, again, more prepared to understand what they're going to face, you know, come conference season.
2: All right, let's talk about uh, this weekend. Looks like the weather should be pretty good and a chance to hopefully get all the games in, but uh, again, you're going to face some good competition. You'll play a couple on Friday, a couple on Saturday, and a couple of games on Sunday, so six of them over a three-day window. That'll be a good test for your squad, and again, you're going to face some of the teams from from up north a little bit.
7: Yeah, um, I think we're going to definitely see some good competition in there. Uh, You know, it is a challenge getting six games in and Mm -hmm. three days so you know we're gonna have to stretch out our pitching a little bit and try to get some innings under some kids belts that haven't thrown very much this year Um, we're working Bailey Carlson back from an injury Um, we finally have Erica Flynn back from an injury as well so you know hopefully we're getting getting to be able to get those kids some time uh, early on in the week and then um, you know I think our last day is probably our best competition so I think that will again be a good indicator of where we're at headed into conference season
2: You know, you you went down south, you faced some teams from Texas, faced some Oklahoma teams out of the GAC. Now you're going to face some Northern Sun teams. Is there a big difference in style of play? I mean, do you notice that in different regions, even within the region of of some of the competition?
7: Yeah, you can definitely tell, um, you know, when you're going down south and some of those kids are just playing a little bit quicker, faster pacer game, uh, whereas some of the teams from up north just have some big girls that are heavy hitters. So you can definitely see the different styles and types of play.
2: Then midweek, you go to MSU Denver, and then February, March 8th, it's conference play. I mean, it's amazing how it, get, it gets here quick, fast. and then you're going to be on the road at Western and Northwest, some good teams right out of the gate uh, to, to face. It's, it's hard to believe it, but uh, these games would be big tune-ups for conference play, which is almost here.
7: Yeah, and I think, you know, the big thing with preseason is just trying to figure out who you are as a team and, and some of that, the kids meshing and Getting some chemistry out there on the field. So I think that's a big part of your success going into that stretch.
2: Wednesday, March 13th, that is the slated home opener. Rockhurst in town for a doubleheader. And then uh, Bethany will be here for a couple the next day. And then Colorado School of Mines the next week. It'll be nice to to play at home and uh, get folks to put that on their calendar to come out on uh, the 13th of uh, March to watch the Tigers take on Rockhurst. That'll be fun.
7: Yeah, it certainly takes (laughs) us a while to get here. But we're hoping for warmer weather (laughs) there.
2: Exactly. Coach, we appreciate the time. Again, congratulations on your, your 200th win. I know you're like all coaches, and it's it's the players, but uh, someone's got to guide them along the way. That's a nice milestone, and uh, uh, just the start of many, many more, and hopefully a lot of them coming this season.
7: Yes, sir, appreciate there
2: you. There you go. That's Adrian Pilkington, head softball coach at Fort A. State. Again, they'll be in Topeka, the Washburn Invitational, Friday at 2 o'clock, Minnesota-Crixton, and then at 4 o'clock, Maryville. That'll be at Lake Shawnee. Uh, that's where they had the conference tournament last year. Then Saturday, Wayne state of Nebraska 10. University of Sioux Falls at 4 and then Sunday, 10 a.m. with Winona State and then uh, Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock with St. Cloud State. Not sure about any live streaming. Those should be live stats though, I believe, on the FHSU Athletics website. Tiger Talk brought to you today by the Taco Shop. Whether you order by phone, use their handy app, dine in, carry out a delivery. You've never had it. So good. The Taco Shop, they've been a haze tradition since 1970. We'll take a break, talk some women's basketball. Coach Talia joins us next on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PWC.
4: We know healthcare isn't just about the occasional checkup. It's knowing that care is just around the corner, ready for life's little surprises. I'm Tammy Zimmerman, your friendly First Care Pharmacist. Introducing First Care Pharmacy, now open right at the heart of Hayes at 13th and Main. You can get your medications delivered for free or pick them up during your next clinic visit. Whether it's a toothache or a heart flutter, we've got your back. Swing by First Care Pharmacy or visit firstcareclinic.com backslash pharmacy. Health just got easier. Brungart Hauer CPAs wants to help make your life easier by finding solutions to your tax, accounting, and business issues. Are you dealing with IRS notices or possibly looking for ways to minimize taxes? Maybe you are starting a business or looking for advice on how to improve your business. Brungart Hauer is here to help. Whether you need us to tackle complex issues or assist with payroll, bookkeeping, and sales tax, your time is important. Let us give you more. Brungart Hauer CPAs, we can help. We do that.
3: February is the month of love, and you're going to love the Taco Shop specials this month. The veggie burrito is $3.99, cheese quesadilla $3.59, and the Poco Pizza $2.19. The Taco Shop, 333 West 8th Street, online tacoshop.net, or download and use their app. Come on down to the
4: Taco Shop. You never had it. You never had it so good. The Taco Shop.
2: and Janssen steals the inbound, throws it up the floor, it's still loose hammock, he gets it, ahead to Riley, and that time he flushes it with authority. The left-handed dunk by Sean Riley. He has 11, and the Tigers lead 52-31. Yeah, some of the action from Thursday in Jefferson City, the Tigers and the Lincoln Blue Tigers. We're going to talk about that here in just a little bit. Meant to give you a baseball update at the beginning of the program and forgot, but thanks to Matt Cook for the friendly reminder. Tigers were at home last weekend. It was their home opener, and they sweep New Mexico Highlands 6 nothing 7-5. On Saturday, they had to move it because of the weather, and then six nothing and six to one on Sunday. So the Tigers are ten and two. They've won nine in a row. The fastest they've been to ten wins since 0-6. So a great start for four day State. And they begin MIAA play this weekend. They will be at home. Uh, Missouri Southern nationally ranked coming to town. The Lions off to a good start. They'll play at 1 o'clock on Friday afternoon at Lark's Park, 1 o'clock on Saturday, and then 1 o'clock on Sunday. So, Fort A State opening MIAA play this weekend. Hope you can get out to Lark's Park. Weather looks good. You can squeeze that in around uh, some Fort Hay State basketball speaking of four days day basketball we're joined by head women's coach talia cars tigers uh, go one and one this weekend they uh knockoff Lincoln on Thursday night, and then a tough one against the Jennys of Central Missouri on a Saturday afternoon in Warrensburg. And um, it was kind of a, a, a tough weekend in that regard. You played really well against uh, uh, Lincoln at their place, which could be a difficult place to play. And then just one of those games, uh, they had a, a, a push there early on in that contest. It was kind of the difference that first quarter. It, you just could never quite get over the hump after that.
6: Yeah, no, we didn't do a great job of guarding them in the first quarter. And- and um, They got out to a good, a good start, and then we, yeah, we couldn't overcome it <clears throat> and get anything done um, to fight to back on a, a, good, a good team. So oh. when you get down on down t- ten to a good team, it's hard to to make that back up.
2: Let's talk about Lincoln a little bit. Uh, you got off to a great start. I think you what, you led sixteen to four and twenty one to six at one point. They make a little run. They get to within five, and then Emma Ruddle hit a three, and that, I think it spurred what a twelve to nothing run, and you kind of closed out that second quarter on that big run and then got off to a good start in the in the third to put that ball game away.
6: Yeah, we did a really good job on, on their guard that's a good good scorer can, can create for herself. And we did a good job of guarding her through ball screens. And she was really hesitant the second half to even come off of any. And then <clears throat> offensively, I thought we really clicked. We were running different things and, and really moving the ball really well and getting to the person that was open and, and making our shots.
2: Well, that helps. Yeah, you I mean, you shoot four of 15 from three, but it seems like you hit some early on at key points when... They were kind of hanging around, and well, you face a team like that, especially on their floor. That's a unique environment, and they had a pretty good crowd. Uh, just to, to kind of take any thoughts of a possible upset out of their mind was, I would think, pretty big.
6: Yeah, no, they they did. It was a fun a fun place to play mm-hmm. and a fun game to play in. And um, they we just were really focused and engaged, and um, didn't ever let them get back in it.
2: You know, their team that they haven't had a lot of wins, but they've got some pieces. They're a, uh, they've got some young talent and some some good players, and. Probably, you know, you'll, you won't play them anymore um, unless they somehow sneak into the conference Thank tournament, you. but um, the, 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 the fact that it was your last trip there, and uh, you can see that they're kind of building strides to, to, to be a much improved program, so probably good riddance not to play them anymore. Yeah,
6: no, I think she's really excited about what she has and the group she has, and they're they're young, and mm-hmm. she's been battling injuries all year, and they had kind of some unique ones happen in the last two weeks, and so they were kind of getting things going, and then that happened, and I think it deflated them a little bit, but I think she. Definitely has things going in the right direction.
2: All right, talk about Central Missouri, and this was a big game, and, and and you know we talk all the time. It's not always sometimes who you play it's when you play them. That may be the case. It was who you played and when you played them. They were obviously if, if they didn't win that game, I mean they, they were in a really tough spot. If they have any hopes of being in a position for the NCAA as an at-large, had to win, and, and kind of like you, have to finish this thing strong. So. It felt like you caught their best effort, and then, as you said, you're maybe just a click-off offensively, and that's a tough combination.
6: Yeah, no, they're they're playing really good basketball right now. They kind of got things figured out where they were in midseason not not doing so well, and um, I think he's got them playing really hard and playing really really together, and they did a really good job. They made some shots. Some girls made some shots that don't usually make shots, of course, and, and then, yeah, we couldn't, couldn't get it going on the offensive end. They kind of took away what we were trying to get done, and we got frustrated, and then –
2: Lost some, lost some confidence. You, you mentioned after the game, defensively, it was some minute details. It wasn't anything, you know, glaring breakdowns. It was just some little stuff. But against a team like UCM, you can't have that.
6: Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, we, I went back and watched our game film, and then we as a team watched our game film this week. So we've kind of went back to the basics on defense of um, just staying in the stands, jumping to the ball, communicating, and, and hopefully we got those things ironed out. And hopefully they, can, they saw on film that, that wasn't that was a simple thing that was an easy thing to fix and so hopefully um, this week we'll we'll see a difference in that on the defensive end
2: big night for katie again 22 points although they really made her work hard and and we've seen that teams have really and and understandably so uh, made her a focal point and she's really having to work and grind to to get everything and and on a day when the offense isn't clicking you needed every one of those
6: yeah nope. she she gives it her all in every team i think that's her focus probably every every game and she continues just to to say, okay, bring it, and she brings it and does the best she can, and um, then we have other people show up and come alongside her, and that's when we get our wins.
2: It's good to see Brooke Levy back. She, for folks who maybe don't remember, was injured a little bit in uh, the... the I remember what game it was last home stand on yep. a Thursday night didn't play uh, and then you, you had her back and obviously that makes a big difference because Sydney had a, log, a lot of minutes while she was out
6: yeah no Brooke was huge she she gets the ball where we need it to go and isn't necessarily a scoring threat but can be and um, just to get if we're running the floor Brooke's going to make sure they have the ball in their hands and so that's definitely something that um, we miss when she's not on the floor and um, she's a she's a really good at getting the ball where it needs to be and it gives us easy shots
2: we talked about this last week before the games your team's kind of in the the same position they were a year ago. You look at what you have left, some very tough games against some really top-tier teams, and, and last year you you'd lost the last four. Uh, didn't get the UCM win, but you look at your final three games on the schedule starting tomorrow night, Pittsburgh State, the Missouri Southern Saturday afternoon, and then the following Friday, you wrap up the regular season against Kearney. Challenging games, but if you can get wins, you put yourself in a really nice position, but now the challenging part is Getting, getting wins <laughs> because they're good teams. Yeah,
6: nope. They they are really good teams and we're all kinda of fighting for our life, especially in the in the postseason and so um, both teams know going into each game that they're huge um, whether that's seeding in the MIAA tournament or for the region tournament and so yeah it's definitely who can who can be playing the best basketball this time of year Talk about
2: Pittsburgh State a little bit that's who you'll play tomorrow night. You had maybe one of your best games of the year at their place. You were coming off the disappointment at Missouri Southern and then um, really played well both ends of the floor and, and kind of took it to the Gorillas so you know they're going to be focused to, to get some revenge but what works so well in that game and what do you have to do to to... Uh, to- duplicate that because they seem to be playing since then some of their best basketball.
6: Yeah, they rarely are. They're shooting the ball really well. Um, All sides of the ball in the guard position, they're really good shooters. And then their five man's a little undersized, but Mm -hmm. she does a really good job inside too. She creates herself, puts herself in spots where they can get her the ball, and she finishes the ball really well. Um, Last time we did a really good job um, defensively, specifically on Grace Pyle. She does, she's their scorer, and uh, we really honed in on her defensively and took her kind of a little bit out of the game. And so that'll be another thing that we really try to focus on is making sure um, she doesn't get the shots or the looks that she's trying to get um, most t- most of the times at the floor and then um, offensively is just they're undersized at most positions too and so taking advantage of that and um, just making them have to guard us um, maybe for a longer period of time than they'd prefer too because they want to be on the other mm-hmm. end of the floor they want to be shooting um, they don't want to necessarily be playing defense and so just really making them work on the defensive end
2: grace piles when you almost got to pick up a mid-court she's i mean yeah she kind of her range is once it's across midcourt, she's in range. Yeah,
6: no, she is. And So you always have to be aware of where she's at. And um, we did a really good job of picking them up mm-hmm. in the full court last time, too. And so we've got to continue to do that.
2: And then real quick, I know your focus is on the Gorillas. Saturday afternoon, Missouri Southern. They had that big second quarter and kind of handed it to you. You made a little push to try to get back in that game. but up until the last couple of games but they had 15 straight wins. Now they've lost two in a row, but they were at the top of the standings in second place now, um, really played some good basketball since Christmas break.
6: Yeah, they really have. Um, they're missing their point guard from when we played them mm-hmm. last time, and so I think um, that can be an advantage for us just in how we pick them up in the full court. Um, we, we learned some stuff from that game too, just on the physicality of things, how to get open, and then on the inside position just continuing to move our feet um, in the post because they have, they have pretty dominant posts, mm-hmm. but they're also really good on the perimeter. So uh, took some took some cues and learning points from that last game, and hopefully we can take advantage of that on Saturday.
2: All right, sounds good. Should be fun games tomorrow night, Pittsburgh State, Saturday afternoon, uh, Missouri Southern, two big ones for the four-day state women. Coach, as always, appreciate your time. Uh, we'll see you at the Coliseum tomorrow night. Thanks, Jordan. There you go, Talia Cars, head coach of the Fort A State women. Reminds you the Tiger Talk brought to you in part today by Golden Belt Bank. Your life has a story. Golden Belt Bank wants to get to know that story. Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Ellis. Visit them online at goldenbeltbank.com. We'll take a break. Men's coach Mark Johnson joins us next on the Tiger Sports Network built by PWC.
4: New Year's savings store-wide at your local Napa Auto Parts store, Gibbs Auto Supply and Hayes. Mobile One Advanced Full Synthetic Motor Oil, 5-quart size, 34 dollars 1-quart for $7.29. WD-40 Multi-Use Aerosol Spray Can, 3 dollars Tub of towels, heavy-duty wipes, $12.49. Babylon Premium Blue SAE Motor Oil, 1-gallon size, $17.49. Take advantage of these savings and many more at Gibbs Auto Supply and Hayes.
3: BTI now delivers John Deere parts, tools, and more directly to your farm or home. Visit BTI-direct.com for their full catalog. All products ship with fast, affordable shipping options. Need something delivered in a hurry? Just email orders at BTIequip.com or get connected to your local BTI parts counter. That's orders at BTIequip.com or visit them online at BTI-direct.com. There is freedom in movement, and Hays Med Orthopedic Institute helps you regain your best moves. As one of America's top 20 rural hospitals, Hays Med offers the most comprehensive orthopedic care in western Kansas, complete with quality outcomes and our four-star patient experience. From joint and spine surgery to sports medicine, rehab therapy, and more, we are here to help you move freely. No need to travel far. Learn more at hazemed.com backslash orthopedics.
4: The passions you pursue help shape who you are and make your story brighter. At Golden Belt Bank, we support you. Because when you live your passions every day, your finest work unfolds. Make today the beginning of another great chapter. This is banking one story at a time. Golden Belt Bank, one story at a time. Visit GoldenBeltBank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender.
2: Here's Nanabu right wing. Top of the key, Hammocky pump fakes. They run right through the screen. Here's a drive by Nanabu. Shot is blocked. He gets it back and he puts it in. four-day State goes over seven minutes without a field goal. Nanabu had a block, but he stuck with it and he scores. And four-day State leads 46 to 44 with a minute 45 to go. I think technically it was like 648 without scoring, but still, Tigers overcome it, get the win Saturday in Warrensburg over Central Missouri. Welcome back to Tiger Talk. It's brought to you by the Hays Med Orthopedic Institute, the most comprehensive orthopedic care in western Kansas. Learn more at haysmed.com. Backslash Orthopedics joined by men's coach Mark Johnson. Tigers up to number fourteen in this week's Division Two coaches poll after wins at Lincoln and Central Missouri uh, this past road trip to wrap up the regular season. of road slate. Congratulations. Two tough games, two tough teams, and uh, your guys find a way. A lot different, <laughs> different type games, but uh, you got the job done. And come February, that's all that matters is putting a W in the win column. Yeah, for
8: sure. I mean, we went on the road and gave up an average of 44 points. You know, you like to think uh, you can score 45, and that's not necessarily a guarantee. But, um, you know, I think the thing about us, what our guys have kind of figured out, we just got to be better offensively than one team in the country each night we play, and that's the team we play. And the good thing is they have to play against our defense. So we feel like that gives us, you know, a good chance, and, and we just need to make sure on the offensive end we take care of the ball. And like I said, the nights we do shoot the ball, we feel like we're very hard to beat but even uh, finding ways again on, on the road to win
2: without necessarily playing your best and, and shooting the ball at your best. Well, Thursday, it was 4-1 to one at the under-5 media timeout. I think the team started combined, what, over, over 15 maybe? It was, it was not pretty. I'd like to think it was defense. I'm not so sure that was the case. But then you go on a 17 to nothing run out of that first media timeout and then able to maintain it the rest of the way. It, it took a while to get going, but then you got going, and uh, it was really fun to watch.
8: Yeah, you know, I've said this the last couple of years about our guys. You know, we don't get frustrated. You know, it's very easy to get frustrated. I think the other team does mm-hmm. get frustrated. Mm-hmm. They're having a hard time scoring. We're having a hard time scoring, but we just keep going. You know, I've, you know, all these teams over the years, you see it so many times. Like I said, I've said, repeated this over and over. Most people are teams, players. When they're struggling offensively, it starts to go into their defense. They hang their heads. They get down in their effort kind of uh, – doesn't isn't as good and our guys don't do that you know no matter what's happening on one of the floor uh they're coming down and and, uh still going as hard as they can and trying to get a stop after stop and like i said i think that frustrates the other team because they have a hard time not starting to hang their heads and in getting a little down about uh you know them
2: not having a hard time making shots and we've talked about it before that they go one of 14 from three and i think they were second in the MIAA going into that game and made threes Per game. Now they missed a few, but you you had a, a lot to do with a lot of those misses. And you said you could see that frustration mount. Yeah, for sure.
8: Like you know, it's hard to make shots when you don't get a whole, whole lot of really good opportunities. And then when you finally do get one, you end up rushing it. That's what you know, being after them on every possession, and really important at the start of each half to not give up a, a good look to let them gain confidence. You know, anytime you make a shot or two, you start gaining confidence. Uh, but when you're you know you don't get good looks, you finally get a, an open opportunity and you just it hasn't come around very often. You know, they they end up missing those. So I think it's, you know, it's not just them missing open shots. Like I said, when you only get a handful,
2: they're hard to make at times. You're going to miss not going to Jefferson City uh, now that they're going to be going on to the GLVC? Probably not, considering that program's really elevated the last five or six years. Yeah,
8: yeah. I mean, they've done a good job the last five years. They've been a a good program. But the only thing I would say is I think Fort Smith might be an hour longer (laughs) uh, than them. So uh, I won't uh, necessarily enjoy who we're adding, but I uh, (laughs) definitely, yeah, Lincoln's done a good job, and and I think like a lot of teams that have left our league, uh, Southwest Baptist, Truman State, and those teams, I think they'll do really
2: well in the GLVC and, and have a lot of success. Alright, you came back Saturday, Central Missouri, uh, you knew you were going to get their best effort. They had a a, a basketball reunion. They dedicated, uh, renamed the, the multi to the Jerry Hughes Athletic Center. They had a lot going on, and, uh, boy, they really battled you. And, and as we said, you had a stretch of almost seven minutes without scoring, but yet somehow your guys managed to stay in that game and then made enough plays down the stretch to get out of there with a big win.
8: Yeah, you know, I, I, look at the depth this year. They're, they're probably now not going to make the conference tournament. They're going to finish number 11 and, and uh I think they're better than they've been in quite some time. And, uh, you know, we played Arkansas Tech early in the year, and my opinion is, you mean know, they're better than Arkansas Tech, and Arkansas Tech's one game out of first in the GAC. Central Missouri's probably not going to make our conference tournament. So uh, I think they got an, and like you said, they knew they had to win that game to probably make the tournament. I think now they're down three games with – with uh, four to go or two with three to go, something like that, so we got their best effort and uh, you know we had a little bit of sickness and and uh, you know i see I see some of these other box scores, and I talk to their coach, and they're like, "Oh our guy had the flu and didn't play and that really doesn't dawn on our guys. you know we had a couple guys uh, one that that we in the trash can before the game. And I looked at him like, can you play? And he looked at me like, what are you possibly talking about? And uh, they just go out there and play, you know you know what I mean? And they're tough kids and, and they uh, just are going to show up and, and do the best they can.
2: Well, big win, and now sets up another big weekend at home. Pitt State tomorrow, Missouri Southern on Saturday. A lot of activities. It'll be fun, uh, and uh, got an update here at Tiger Club. A lot of former players coming back. They're going to honor the 84 uh, national championship team, uh, Bill Moore squad in the NAI days, uh, their 40th anniversary, hard to believe. But a lot of activities going on for Saturday. But big weekend at home with Pitt State and Missouri Southern coming to town. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, you know,
8: very good teams, two very good teams, playing really, really well. I think Pitt had won six or seven mm-hmm. in a row till they just lost at uh, Southern. Southern's much better. They've changed their lineup, kind of got uh, addition by subtraction and are really playing good. You know, Pitt State scored 47 points in the second half on us, and, and we really didn't have an answer. They're undersized uh, as far as everybody on the floor can dribble, pass, and shoot, which makes it hard to guard, but they have the best rebounder in the league, and when you go small – you can get away with it as long as you can rebound. And the English kid, I think, averages a double-double, a little over 11. You know, I thought Jared Vistom, when he averaged 10 a game, was a lot of rebounds, and this kid's getting over 11. Uh, so they're very, very good. It'll be – a, a this week is going to be a big challenge for us. I feel like both these teams, especially Pitt, are two of the more talented, you know, top three or four talented teams in our league. Pitt had two, guys, two starters ineligible first semester. I think if that didn't happen, they wouldn't have uh, seven losses in conference. So uh, we're going to have to get after them and, and uh, play well.
2: And as you start looking big picture, obviously NCAA tournament, a goal for everybody. Um, these would be two big ones to get to help improve your situation so you're not relying on maybe having to win the tournament at the end of the year.
8: Yeah, sure. We need to keep winning and, uh, you know, take care of our own business. Uh, the last two years we've been really close and left it into someone else's decision-making and obviously, in my opinion, their decision-making wasn't very good. <laughs> I but, would agree. Uh, we just need to do what we need to do and, and not put it in anybody else's hands and take care of our own business if Set. we have that
2: chance. All right, sounds good, Mark. Appreciate it. We'll see you at the Coliseum tomorrow night. All right, thanks, Mark. There right. you go, Mark Johnson, coach of the Tigers, Fort day state pitt state tomorrow night 5 37 30 missouri southern saturday at 2 and 4 they're gonna have a lot going on they're gonna kind of dedicate the coliseum with some uh, memories of the construction at halftime of the women's game you'll have the um, reunion of all the former players at halftime of the men's game so make your plans to come on out this weekend for tiger basketball reminder four day state athletics invites you to join tiger fans with a plan if you're going to be drinking always designate a sober driver that'll wrap it up certainly appreciate you joining us, we'll talk to you again next Wednesday. We're live at the Robin Center. It's Tiger Talk on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC.